my kids take after me. You know, they look up at the sky and you can't get a response out of them for 15 minutes about anything. <laughs> and, uh, so that's uh, that's been interesting. I think we will see a lot of changes on, on how things are working uh, in, in the financial industry, but also, like, like we said, about how people are interacting more digitally and, and using technology more. Welcome to another special edition of CoinGeek Conversations, speaking to people in the BSV community in times of lockdown. This week, I spoke with Stefan Nilsson, CEO of Unisot, and Charles, you spoke to Brendan Lee from the Bitcoin Association. How did that go? Oh, well, it was great. Um, great to be able to talk to Brendan in Australia, all the way from where we are in London. I met Brendan a few times, uh, and we've always uh, really talked business. So it was a great chance to get an insight into a different side of Brendan, the, the domestic Brendan. So <laughs> <laughs> shall we have a look? Great. Brendan, hi, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Charles. Now, how where are you? Are you? Uh, so I'm in uh, Tawong, which is a suburb of Brisbane um, in Australia. So, And what yeah, part of your house so. are you in exactly? You look like a DJ. Uh, <laughs> I'm in my, um, so our house uh, was built back in the 40s and we think in about the 70s they tacked this room onto the end as a sort of a, an extension and um, it's now my office and I'm rearranging and hence the big pile of mess behind me. Yeah, I'm going to ask you to play, play me a request before we finish here, I think. <laughs> <laughs> what sort of situation are you in in, in terms of uh, what's going on at the moment then? Uh, well, um, most of Australia is in in quite a severe um, type lockdown. So the, uh, the 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 prime minister has come out and said that um, you might basically must stay home. You're allowed to have uh, two guests in your house. So you can have people come and visit your house from a different household and then go back to that other household. Is that that's different from what we've got? Uh, well, I, they can go back to their household, basically. So we we four could not go to somebody else's house, um, but I could take one. Well, if I read the rules, that's basically what it, I can take one child and go to somebody's house. And we're fortunate enough that, that we do have the grandparents very, very close hmm. on both sides. Um, except, well, my wife's father actually went down to Canberra, which is about, um, about uh, probably... I don't know, 13, 1400 kilometers south, and uh, now he's stuck. He can't get back uh, across state lines. <laughs> so we don't know yeah. how long he's going to be down there. Um, but he's making good use of his time. So, right. Um, with, yeah. with my brother in law. So, Every, everyone has a different story of the strange things yeah. that this is meant for them, I think. We're, we're quite lucky in that nobody we know has been um, really directly impacted by the virus. Um, and how are you doing? Yeah. How does it work for you in this sort of food situation? We're not really too impacted at this stage, uh, food. In fact, I would say I'm eating better at the moment than I normally do because, <laughs> uh, you know, we're cooking all of our food and, and, and it's we, 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 we're actually the only bookshelf that we have in our house is, is, is full of cookbooks. And, <laughs> uh, you know, myself and my wife, we both love – 
cooking. We have a whole meal plan for tomorrow. We're having um, kippered fish, so we've we've got the fish, and I have a little smoking oven which I use out in the backyard. Um, and I'm going to be also cooking some some brisket and and a few other very tasty things. So yeah, we're not going to be um, starving anytime yeah. soon. I don't of course, <laughs> a, a lot of Australian cuisine uh, centers on the barbie, I guess, doesn't it really? Uh, yeah, well, I've kind of um, run with that a bit. So uh, about 10 years ago, my wife went to Texas and, and came back and said, hey, you, you've got to cook me this Texas brisket um, thing. And so I went out and bought a brisket and I, I tried to cook it and it was totally awful and inedible. Um, but over the years, I've kind of honed it into this thing. And so now we we, we in better times, we often have like, you know, 20, 30 people around and I'll cook a big kind of, you buy them and they're about sort of eight or nine kilograms and, and, and takes about, um, you know, 10, 12 hours to cook it wow, properly. Really? And uh, <laughs> you get this beautiful smoked, um, salty, you know, very savory uh, beef um, off the barbecue. So the other thing I'm asking people, um, this is a great sort of family time where you're supposed to get out the board games that you've never played or you're starting to <laughs> read War and Peace that you've always meant to read. Have you been doing any of those things that uh, this uh, is an ideal opportunity to get going with? Uh, probably less than we could have been so far, but um, we've both actually been um, very busy with work um, right up until... So my wife has has just gone on holiday um, at midday today. So um, she's had the whole afternoon off, and and she's um, had a pretty intense time. So her work is in the airline industry, and oh my goodness, right. um, sort of everything. Uh, so there was a week there where everything was on fire, um, and now there's a week where they've sort of tamped all the fires out, and now they're kind of looking at it, and going, oh, there's not much for us to do at the moment. So, um, but. Uh, you know, she, she's, I think, just getting ready to try and enjoy her time off and um, be with the kids as much as possible. And um, I need to get my head out of the office um, a fair bit over the next several days and, and spend some time with them too because it has been uh, a pretty intense um, couple of years actually and, and without too much um, actual real FaceTime with the kids and the family, and and so having having that time together, I think is going to be really valuable. So we we do have a plan. Um, one of the things we're going to do is set up a tent in the backyard and um and possibly camp in oh, it wow, um, nice. for a couple of nights, uh, <laughs> which is something the kids are very excited about. That sounds uh, good. We'll see we'll see how we go with that, but uh, we're definitely going to set up the tent. I think that'll be great great fun. How old are your children? Um, uh, they are four and seven. Oh, so, right, um, yeah, even, you know, they have been camping before, um, but we've never done it in the backyard. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, sounds great. We'll um, see how it goes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, one of the funny things about this whole situation is that the difference between a weekday and a weekend day is there really isn't any. And so you just have to sort of no, say, it's, it's I all... must remember that I'm not working today. And, you know, That's, you say your wife's taking the afternoon off, but I mean, it, all it is is just doing something different, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's right. And, and you know, one of the biggest challenges over the last couple of weeks is, is it's not it's not that we haven't been spending time with, with the kids. It's that all of that time has been spent um, 
trying to homeschool um, them right. because obviously the, all of the schools are, are, are closed. Uh, or not that it's not that the schools are closed. It's that if you are um, working from home, they've they've asked um, everyone who can who can to keep their kids at home. So um, we've had to do that and. Uh, I tell you what, I, my hat goes off to um, primary school teachers because um, to keep the attention of of uh, uh, not just one yeah. kid, but like a whole group of them who've all got, you know, who are all head in the clouds um, dreamers, uh, mm. or I don't know if they're all like that, but certainly my kids take after me. You know, they look up at the sky and you can't get a response out of them for 15 minutes about anything. <laughs> and, uh, so that's... Uh, that's been interesting, but uh, we're, we're we're finding ways around, like through that, and 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 getting them excited about, um, you know, learning and and finding not just how to teach them, but the things that they actually want to learn, and which I I think is is as important as um, mm. the the way that we teach it. So, I mean, my 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 four year old kid uses hand cash. And she can send money, sends money to her brother. Like that's great. Um, <laughs> the next generation. So that's it. Exactly right. I, you know, I'm waiting for my VCR moment. So I, I remember when I was about uh, probably eight or nine, and my parents had bought this VCR, and um, my mother couldn't set it up. She didn't couldn't program, so she had to get me to do it. And this little nine year old kid, you know, programming the VCR, and figured out. Well, I'm just. What is it going to be that I pull out of a box and set up, and I just cannot use it. And and but my kid can just pick it well, up, and here you go. It's interesting <laughs> you say that because I I have yet to hear, but I look forward to hearing somebody saying, you know, the younger generation they were just born understanding Bitcoin, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, and and that's a really interesting um, thing, you know. I'd love to be trying to get um, younger people, you know, actually have this material being um, taught even at sort of high school mm. level so that um, because I think I think Bitcoin is going to become um, something that is crucial in the um, IT industry, basically any any project that uses the Internet and is exchanging information is going to be. Um, making use of the ledger, and it's either it's going to be accessing information off the ledger, it's going to be making payments on the ledger, um, it's going to be doing um, calculation based on these big information sets on the ledger. So the sooner we can teach um, those young, up-and-coming um, kids who've been exposed, so this is really, I don't, you probably can't see it, but just here I've got Raspberry Pi set up here for my, my son and he's loving learning how to program and mm. um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to the time when I can actually be teaching him how to, how to use this system <laughs> and, and make it do things for him and, um, you know, get, uh, start earning it. Um, well, you just need to refer him, service. just need to refer him to the Bitcoin SV wiki. I'm sure he can uh, <laughs> find a lot of useful stuff. There. I would love it if he was able to go there and read that and come away with a, a working understanding of, of things. But I think it's probably a little beyond him at this stage. But um, <laughs> may, maybe a, maybe a um, maybe there's call for a a more simplistic yes. or, or not simplistic, but um, like a a less uh, technically in depth. Um, layer 
on on there. So that's a project that's, for the future. Yeah, maybe yes. <laughs> so Brendan, thank you so much for talking to me, and um, nope. I hope your camping trip goes well. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Well, at least uh, the traffic won't be too bad to get there. Yeah, that's right. Uh, it's, <laughs> oh, it's so quiet at the moment, but um, yeah, no, we're looking forward to to the break. It seems it's bringing out the inner teacher in many parents out there. Exactly. Well, Brendan certainly could. In fact, his job at the Bitcoin Association that he's started relatively recently as a training and development manager is a kind of teaching thing. So I think he's a natural, but um, not all parents are going to find it uh, quite as nice as he does, I don't think. So it could go either way, probably. <laughs> That's a good point. Some will be like, get him back in the classroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, well, this is an interesting segue because my conversation with Stefan almost takes us out of a domestic focus and back into the workplace. Should we have a listen? Great. Let's have a look at Stefan. At the moment, we are in Norway, just outside of Oslo. So I live like 20 minutes south of Oslo. And I know you were one of the first European countries to kind of take more stringent measures and go into lockdown. Yeah, they were very quick to do that here. Close down uh, uh, schools and borders and everything. There is many ways to see it. Uh, there is a lot of uh, discussion around it. If the cure is killing more, uh, if this cure of closing down is killing more than, than the actual virus and, and how dangerous the virus is, but that it's a, it's a, it's a very difficult discussion on what's right to do and not right to do. Uh, and where we are, mostly, most of our customers at the moment are in the seafood area, seafood industry, and they also been hit rather hard. Uh, because all the restaurants and and and, uh, and so on are, are not buying any fish anymore. Yes. At the same time, uh, the customers that we are working with now is, is the one who is uh, breeding fish. Ah. So not wild, but they are breeding it. So they still they are still breeding it. It's still they still have their gold uh, in the water. Mm. Just getting more and 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 absolutely, and they're they're replenishing their stock almost, taking the time. And when do you have the time to do it normally? Exactly, exactly. And, and what we actually seen, uh, which has been very good for us, is that now they have time to, to actually think about how to use systems like ours for trace, global traceability and, and product provenance and product uh, quality. So uh, the customers, we, we are very fortunate in that way that now, now we can have a dialogue with our customers uh, and, and start focusing on this because what they told us is that now a lot of people outside of the industry has now got the, the interest to, to know more about the product. Where does it come from? How secure is it? How safe is it? And uh, that, that's exactly what, what, what we deliver to them. Yes. So, I mean, at least in, in, in a sense, then it's almost like you say, we can almost take stock and, and take the positives and use the time wisely. Um, so. For, for yourself, I mean, working from home, how does this impact impact your life? Yeah, uh, I, I saw this picture the, the other day about uh, the environment for a programmer. It's a computer screen and a keyboard in normal times. And in, <laughs> in Corona times, same picture. So, <laughs> so uh, it's we are a very distributed team. So we, we are in Norway, Finland, Belgium, uh, uh, Croatia, the States. 
So, so we always very distributed work via video conferences like this. What do you imagine might be some of the, the changes to our society as a whole when we come out the other side of this? Yeah, I think we are in a, in a super interesting period right now financially because the, the financial system that we, we have or had, or how I should say it, mm. is it was on, on the brink to collapse anyway. And what, what's so interesting to see is that now in our environment with, with the Bitcoin SV and blockchain that, that we have a lot of solutions. To, to these problems and, and we have solutions that is proven up and running. So I think we will see a lot of changes on, on how things are working uh, in, in the financial industry, but also like, like we said, but how people are interacting more digitally and, and using technology more. If you're able to digitize something as huge as the fish industry's supply chain, mm -hmm. I mean, this just shows how it could obviously roll into other industries as well. It's a huge opportunity. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, like, like we used to say, so our Unisot uh, platform is, is for anything in the supply chain. But, but we, we just created a one industry vertical to, to prove our case. And that's now, now that is uh, expanding in our hands because... This small seafood thing that we thought it was is not that small. It's a multi-billion-dollar industry, and um, it's just growing. And if we can do something in in the seafood, if we can track a fish somewhere from from egg to consumer, then we can track a phone or a car or a shoe or medicine or fruit or whatever you you like to trace. And and another thing that that's been discussed uh, some here is also. Uh, to have other voting systems, to have more more secure and and, uh, and auditable voting systems, uh, has been discussed a long time, and uh, I think we are coming into that that phase now in the world that we will need that as well. And especially when something like this, a global pandemic, hits the world sphere, it's interesting to mm -hmm. see how every country might be reacting differently. But ultimately, the way it is now with globalization and travel, whether it be people or trade of goods. We mm -hmm. are one, and yeah, this brings yeah, it into we, the we forefront. Are. And, and we have to learn. We have to learn how to exchange information securely and, and, and in, in an auditable way. I absolutely agree. So, just for the to end off, have you got any tips that maybe you could share for people on uh, coping with staying at home for such extended periods? It's it's very important to to uh, look away from from all the news where you get all this negative uh, and negative information all the time, all the time, wherever you look. But just look outside the window here and, and you see a blue sky, the sun is shining, people are running, walking. Yes. Uh, and just look, look at the good things that we have. We, we are living in a world that is fantastic. And we never had it as good as we have now as, as a human race. So true. And, and I think... The, the period that we are going through now is just it's just an end step to to next evolution of of humankind <laughs> i'm I getting couldn't deep, agree more. I, I love I, it I really it's philosophical I, I agree with yeah. you it's it's so true i, I, I think of, after this the world be, will be a much better place and people will be 
have a better life. Stefan Nilsson there, and you can see what an optimist he is. I think that is the sign of a true entrepreneur, always finding the positive in every situation. And Stefan has certainly got that, hasn't he? That's so true. It's great to see. And a thank you to, to Stefan and Brendan as well for speaking to us. We hope that you'll join us again next week for CoinGeek Conversations. Like, share and subscribe. Bye.